You want to help make the world a better place. And you can. Every action you do can make a difference, even buying clothes. I want to tell you about GrapeCat. GrapeCat.com is an online vegan-themed retail store carrying all of your fashion needs, from t-shirts to coats and wallets to duffel bags and everything in between. GrapeCat.com prides itself on carrying eco-friendly and U.S.-made merchandise. If you want to buy really great clothes while making sure that you're not buying into companies that exploit animals for profit, GrapeCat.com is for you. Check out their online store today. They also donate a percentage of all purchases to animal charities. For great clothes and to support a great cause, GrapeCat.com. Express your love for all things vegan with GrapeCat.com. Thank you for dressing compassionately. Hey, Grape Cats. I'm James Lucas, and welcome to episode 18 of the Grape Cat Vegan Fashion and Business Podcast. Yeah, creating a vision, seeking our passion. Grape Cat, compassion, fashion. Made in the U.S., eco-friendly. High quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. GrapeCat.com for more. Please follow us on Instagram at GrapeCats. Welcome to the new conscientious world where more and more people are looking for high-quality clothing bags and accessories that lessen the impact on our environment. GrapeCat makes it easier for you to find top-quality animal and eco-friendly products. If you're looking for products that make a difference, visit GrapeCat.com today. And while you're there, make sure to check out our events page to see where we will be next to make the world a better place for animals, people, and the environment. On today's podcast, I talked to Victoria Moran from Main Street Vegan about the start of GrapeCat and give some tips on vending at a veg fest. We're going to be talking to somebody who is doing some pretty cool stuff in the vegan business world, and that is James of GrapeCat.com. James is the founder of this online vegan clothing and accessories store. He started out selling his T-shirts at the Jersey Shore and is now traveling the East Coast selling vegan clothing and accessories at VegFest. So... um, if you're looking for products that make a difference, check them out, grapecat.com. And welcome to the show, James Lucas. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, it's wonderful to have you. I just always so much enjoy seeing your booth whenever I'm at a veg fest, and that's pretty often. And you sell really nice things. I think so often, you know, at festivals, we buy kind of T-shirts and little things that are sort of on a whim. But some things that I've purchased from you are really quality, like the first pair of really good sunglasses I've ever had in my life came from you because I always worried I would lose them. But now that I have a really good pair, I know every minute exactly where they are. Yeah, well, that was the thing. That's the whole reason we started the company was because when we were we became vegan, we we're looking for high quality uh, things that fit our value. 
So that's the whole reason we started the company was to get those higher-end products because when you say the word vegan, there's still that that mentality that it's cheap, it's it's ugly, you know, it's not made very well. So we really wanted to change that for the average consumer that they could still be dressed compassionately but have high-quality merchandise. So what merchandise do you carry? So we carry... T-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts. Uh, we carry mat and mat, handbags, purses, and wallets. And we try to find local and small, smaller people that really can't get into the big retailers. Like we carry Compassion Co., Herbivore. Um, we have a Ferocious Vegan T-shirt that's really popular, and it's a one-person uh, store in Canada. You know, we ca- we carry the vegan collection wallets. Uh, we also carry some wallets and bags by a uh, company by Malia Designs, and they hire Cambodian women and give them jobs, and then any profits from the company go to help fight human trafficking. Oh, that's such an important cause. I'm so glad you're doing something to help with that. So how does a vegan retailer decide which companies to partner with? Um, it's... I like to find, well, it's important that they match our core values. And, you know, that's either using recycled materials, um, USA-made is important, and organic and uh, materials are also important to us. So we try to find companies that make that, that match those values. So take us back. Let's let's do the pre-company. Let's do how did you get to be vegan and then bring us into business. Um, I first became vegetarian after talking to a co-worker. And then after about eight years, I wanted to start a vegan supper club. Even though I was still vegetarian, I wanted it to be so that anyone that came could eat anything that was on the table. So we started the Bucks County Vegan Supper Club. And a group of us, our core members, all went from being vegetarian to vegan. That's cool. Now, that's interesting when you said supper club. Now I understand what you mean. More, I guess, kind of like a meetup where people would get together and do this. But when I first heard the phrase, I thought about, like in the old days, I mean, I'm sure this is way before your time, but back in in the 50s, and they would have these supper clubs where you could go for dinner and dancing. And I want somebody to open one of those. In fact, when Kathy Freston was on the show, we had this wonderful talk about how we need a vegan supper club with with a nice band so <laughs> yeah a future no, it, business idea it, it it first became and i it, it was called the supper club because we i noticed that there were a bunch of chefs that were having um restaurants just open in their homes so that was the first idea is that we would have people come to our home and we would teach them how to cook vegan but after doing that a couple months the members were like let's just have this as a monthly potluck i'm like yes that's a better idea because the first our first meeting it people came at four o'clock and they didn't they actually left before i finished uh cooking dinner at eight so Mm. i I, it was a lot of work and i'm like yeah it's better to just have people come monthly and have a potluck and it'll be more fun and less stress 
Yeah. Well, I think any kind of self-employment, any kind of being in business is really tough. But when you add food to it, that's exponentially difficult. So hats off to the people who do that. So now you're in the, the clothing and, and accessories aspect of things. Is this your entire business or do you still do the day job? No. Um, a year and a half ago, I stopped doing the day job, and this has been my full-time job for the last year and a half. Ooh, congratulations. That's That's a wonderful thing. So do you consider yourself primarily an online retailer and the VegFests are on the side or the other way around? No. Um, I consider myself an online retailer, and the VegFests are an easy way to market the company. I see. Okay. So what have you learned being in business? Um. If you build it, they don't always come. So we've been working really hard. <laughs> we've been working really hard to get the word out that we exist. And so, you know, the easiest way for us to do that was to go directly to our consumer at VegFest. But uh, so we've been we've been working hard over the last three years to really visit, uh, get better products in and let people know that they do have a choice in the products they buy. Now, how did you come up with the name Grape Cat? It's named after my wife. It combines her love of cats and wine. Ah, oh, that's clever. Very interesting. And after the break, we'll be talking with John Sally about wine. It's amazing to me sometimes how the two guests have these things in common. Yeah. So for, for other people who have a vegan business or they're thinking of having one, how do you break into the veg fest and what how does that all work? Um, you first do a search for I would first do a local search to see if there's one in your area because the expenses can add up really quickly. So you just go online and see there should be a tab where you can either contact the 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 organizers or they'll have it right online where you just apply for the Veg Fest. And then once you're in, I, I know there's a fee. So do you consider a success when you've made a profit, or do you feel that you've reached so many people for the online business that even if you kind of barely break even at a particular Veg Fest, you're still glad you went? Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing before signing up for a Veg Fest, you really have to de- decide on your purpose if it's going to be a marketing or a selling. So, so I know, and sometimes it takes a while. I know one Veg Fest we did, we broke even, but then when we come back the next year, we really made some great money. So sometimes it just takes the people in the area to get to know who you are and spread the word that, you know, you exist. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, your table has to look good. Now, this is the thing for me as a speaker at many veg fests. Sometimes they'll give me a table, and I had a tablecloth made and all that, and I put my books on it. But because I'm not really a vendor, I don't have the bells and whistles. I don't have the big thing that hangs up behind the table. So it's almost like I don't have an appealing table, and that's why I very rarely even do one. But your table looks good, and I always want to go there. If there are five or six good-looking tables, I'm drawn to yours. So what's your design secret? Um, 
I've worked really hard, and, it, you know, that's the thing is the display takes a while for you, not only for you to figure out how it's easily for you to, you know, to set up and break down and fit in your car, um, but also, you know, how people, when they're walking by, how to track their eye and make sure it's organized well. So we've been work. It's taken a, it's taken me a long time to go from when I was doing uh, farmers markets to what our display looks now, and we're always adding and upgrading and trying to find the best way to get that done. So it does take time, and I w- if someone's starting out, I would go to a veg fest and start just looking at how what what. Um, which displays really attract you, you know, if you're selling the same products, what they use for displays and see if there's something you can find in the, the same, the, you know, the same products too. So there are certain things you think people are looking for at a veg fest and they'll just buy it from the first vendor they see that has it. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed some people just, they'll come in. The first thing they do is they'll buy it from, you know, they'll get excited and just buy it then, but a lot of people like to see the whole veg fest and then come back to the few, the, the, where they really want to spend their money. Yeah, yeah, I understand. How fascinating. Really quick at the end here, do you have a favorite veg fest? Um, it was the Baltimore, uh, Soul Fest. Um, that one's a lot of fun, but I just got back from Asheville, North Carolina, and they just really made it one of the funnest ones I've been to. It's, uh. um, they, they had a opening drink night. So there was, you could go to the bar, a vegan bar. They just opened up. So they had a band and you could meet all the speakers. And then on Saturday they had all the speakers. So if you're visiting, you know, you could see, you could, vi- you could listen, just sit in the room and from nine o'clock till eight o'clock at night, uh, nine o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night, there were all kinds of speakers there. Cause usually when you go to a veg fest, you have to decide if you're going to st- wait in line for food or you're going to walk around and see the vend, uh, the speakers. But this made it easy. You could just, there was no distraction. So oh, that, that is fabulous. Yeah. So that was really, that's become my favorite one and I can't wait for next year. Wow, and Asheville is such a cool town and such a beautiful place. James Lucas, grapecat.com, grapecats, plural, on Twitter. And I will put all their fabulous social media on the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net. Those will be up sometime this evening, so do take a look. And thank you so much, James. I will see you at the next VegFest. That sounds great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Grapecat Vegan Fashion and Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find the show notes at grapecat.com. Do us a favor before you go, please take a few seconds to rate this podcast. It is a key way to get this podcast higher in the ranks, which will make it more accessible to people who truly need this information. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Make sure you never miss a future episode of this podcast by subscribing. If you have any questions or guest ideas, please send them to podcast at grapecat.com. Thank you for dressing compassionately. Creating a vision, seeking our passion. Great cat, compassion, fashion. Made in the US, eco friendly. High quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. 
BraveCat.com for more.